In a world where professional wrestling, movies, and pro wrestling movies dominate the landscape of popular culture, three friends lost in a pit of despair saw hope in their ability to banter, bicker, and giggle with one another for hours on end while sitting on their couch, forged in fire and bonded by bad jokes, silly puns, and sarcastic quips, young Michael Pava John Casey and the one they call Lumberjack united together into a theater of three, ready to showcase their talents on the grandest stage of them all, the podcasting stage. Through their trials and tribulations, the boys have seen it all. From body slams and peacocks, to Leslie Uggams and Tiny Lister's Giant Lister, to spoken words and segues about segues, Mike, Lumby and JC have been there to work the gimmick, brother. Whether it's Mr. Hunk, non-union equivalent Willem Dafoe, or King himself, drink! This ragtag trio has been with you through it all and will continue to offer their unsolicited opinion to those who accidentally download their podcast. Sorry about that. Anyway, where was I? Oh yes, this is Three-Way Theater. Uh-huh. Welcome to the three-way theater. Yeah. Ha. You know, you know. Hey, y'all ready? Let's go. We all about wrestling, but don't call us fanatics. Uh-huh. We talk about wrestling movies, review the classics. Uh-huh. From ready to rumble, body slamming, Russell Madness. You can tell us our passion. Now we into podcasting, screaming Northeast Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Mr. Peacock, go ahead, represent. Yeah. Three-way theater, three the hard way. From your boy Mike, JC, and Lumberjack. Yeah. Welcome to the three-way Welcome to the three-way theater. Three-way. Welcome to the didn't three-way theater. Didn't have a date for prom. Until Stephanie and Kimmy was like, well, I got this person for you. And it was Steve! He's like, hey, how's it going? I was the voice of Aladdin. Um, <laughs> can I start my timer now or what? Sure. Okay, but now we're gonna be, uh, we're not going to be the same on time. Okay, wait five seconds. Go. <laughs> Excuse you, Lumberjake. There's no excuse <laughs> for me. Damn, it's true. You know how, like, when like, you go to a party and it's a bunch of guys and you call it, like, a sausage fest? Yeah. I prefer testicle festival. <laughs> okay. Is that a... Is that... Did you just make that up? No. I'm not that fucking smart. I prefer to call it a three-way theater recording. Ooh. Oh. Yes. Yeah, we, we don't have a lot of ladies here on the three-way theater. I think that's Okay. Is oh, it? Not yeah. sexist. That's very sexist. No, not at all. I mean, I think it's fine. <laughs> Jesus. Excuse you, There's <laughs> no I excuse for him. We have to have a girl on. No one's saying we have to have a girl so on. just because we don't have a girl but on. But you're just saying, I'm glad we don't. don't. Yeah. yeah, you're like, I'm yeah. glad there are no girls here. Boys no rule, chicks. girls drool. Yeah. Yeah. The He-Man uh, Women Hater Club. Hater Club, yeah. From right. The uh, little rascals. Oh, mm. little rascals. We're little rascals. Little rascals. We are little rascals. I'm Porky. Yeah. 
JC, uh, you're you're uh, definitely spanky. All right, I can see that. Yeah, who's and Mikey? Mikey's stymie. Well, he's got a stymie in his eye. <laughs> 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 and he wears a little bowler hat. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Three Way Theater. Hey, guys. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjack. And I'm JC. And we talk about pro wrestling movies. And, and pro, pro wrestling, wrestling movies. movies. We so, did right. it. We did it, guys. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, great. Well, yeah, let's end it. Um, anyway, yeah, welcome to Three Way Theater. Welcome, guys. Yeah. So uh, we we have just watched. Our first sequel. Sequel. I'm pretty excited about the sequel. Me as well. I, um, uh, we weren't uh, we weren't sure it was a sequel going into it. I was very sure it was a sequel. I, I stated that on the last episode multiple times. You did, but, but I wasn't I don't know. sure you were correct. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sure. Like I understood that it was another WWE Scooby Doo crossover, uh-huh. like same characters and stuff. Uh-huh. But I wasn't. I wasn't positive they were going to make reference to the previous movie. Exactly. I was positive that they would. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would. I, I would say this was leaps better than the original. And bounds. Leaps and bounds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Homeward bounds. Well, I mean, uh, other than the fact that uh, JC and I did not fall asleep during this scoop. That's true. (laughs) But to be fair, we also didn't watch this movie at like 12 o'clock at night. Like very tired after going to see... My uh, favorite murder. My, my favorite, favorite murder. murder yep. And then touching, recording until two o'clock in the morning. Touching dirty railings in Boston. <laughs> I told you not to touch the fucking railing. I'm gonna touch, touch the face. I'm gonna fucking touch every railing. <laughs> I'm gonna touch your face tonight so bad. <laughs> anyway, like uh, let's talk a little bit about this. So as Jake alluded to, this is Scooby Doo in WWE Curse of the Speed Demon. It was released in August of twenty sixteen. Okay. And uh, I'll what go was f- the first one released? Uh, that was released in March of 2014. Okay, it feels so much different in only two years. So, and uh, of course, with these animated movies, uh, these movies take forever to be animated mm. and recorded. That's why there's always. What, what are, the that, fuck that, was uh, that? I just want to let you know that was not feedback or audio problems. What? Was that the speed demon? That, that, that was, was a poltergeist. <laughs> What? I don't like that at all. That it was poultry geist, actually. Oh. <laughs> that was Jake doing his great uh, foley work to try to get <laughs> us. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but there's a. <laughs> all right. That was that was just nothing. Don't worry about that <laughs> mysterious sound you well, all heard. For edit. <laughs> um, these movies take an incredibly long time to animate, which is why, like, even in the first one, there was a real like. Uh, disparity between the roster that was competing at the time and then who appeared in the movie. Right. And this one, even here. So, like, you had El Torito and Los Matadors. And you filling had... That, uh, filling that Sin Cara spot. Uh, I'm pretty sure the fact that Stardust was in the film, and I don't even think Cody was in the company by the time it was <laughs> released. Goldust and Stardust. And Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, who had... It was... The last, uh, pretty much the last thing he had done for WWE, the voiceover for this movie, he passed away in June of 2015. The movie came out in August of 2016. So, really, this was kind of his last hurrah wow. in the WWE. And I think after when we start talking about the movie, I think you'll see that it feels very much like Dusty Rhodes' final curtain call. And um, I just want to say it was not a wasted appearance. I thought he did great. Oh, absolutely! He got it, all of his buzz la, the buzz buzzwords in and little catchphrases, for sure. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I felt everything in this movie was really good. 
So if you want to kind of join with us and and watch this movie before you listen to Three Way Theater, you can check it out. It is available um, on YouTube. You can rent it for two ninety nine. Um, or if you want to, if you just love it so much and want to purchase it, you can purchase you it for nine ninety nine. Ooh, that's not bad. That's a steal. Yeah, for nine ninety nine, you can uh, oh. buy the movie on YouTube for just nine ninety nine for the yeah. price of wow. a month of the WWE Network. Exactly. Right. You know that's actually more than the WWE Network because they do free months every single month. Why that's isn't true. this movie on the WWE Network? Great it's a question. WWE Studios film. It's a WWE Studios partnership, but it's With a Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers animation film, okay. and that's the biggest reason why. Um, this is the you know just a couple other things to kind of talk about. This is the third movie in the partnership between Warner Brothers, Hanna-Barbera, and WWE. Would the other one be the Jetsons one? No. The second one was the Flintstones. Okay. It was the Stone Age Smackdown. Ooh, when are we going to do that one? Next That's year? That's going to be... No, I mean, we can see where it goes, but yeah, I mean, I like... Year. Next year. I like these it. animated, you know, like drop-ins. you in February, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm JC, and this <laughs> is... Be- oh. um, yeah, so this was... So they did WrestleMania Mystery. Then they did the Stone Age Smackdown, and they said, we got to go back to Scoob. And they brought it back for this third movie. That's exactly what they <laughs> said. Go back to Scoob. We gotta yeah. go back to Scoob. We gotta go back to Mister Do. Do you remember? We gotta go back <laughs> to Scoob. <laughs> Jake thankfully referenced John Cena's interview during the last Scooby Doo movie. Mister Do gotta go on set. It was Triple H. Was it Triple H? Yeah, Triple I thought H. it was John Cena. I was so honored. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Do. <laughs> Um, was this the same director as the first one? That I cannot tell you. Oh, okay. Do Cartoons have directors? Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, they do. I don't know. You'd be shocked. They also have writers. Uh, most of the voice cast was the same. Frank Welch, Frank Welker, and stuff. And yes, the there was the a big glaring change would be the voice of Velma, no right. longer Mindy Cohen. Right, and Facts of Life fame, and also she was in Transformers. Right, um, I do. We'll, we'll save it for the end of the episode, but I did take a look at a couple of reviews of this movie okay. that specifically talk about the change for Velma. The uh, voice actress is, she's can I say who's replacing? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Kate Micucci. Right. She's on... Uh, she she's was, a pretty funny comedian. Yeah, she was on Scrubs. She's a part of the comedy duo Garfunkel and Oates. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, were like hardcore Scooby-Doo fans not happy about this? Correct. Page? They weren't happy with a lot of this movie, I which we'll say, get into. Well, it's not Have for you, seen... Scooby-Doo nerds. Yes, it's not for you. <laughs> you know what? Uh, that's what we say to wrestling stuff. <laughs> this one ain't for you, you oh. fucking nerds. <laughs> they call themselves Hanna-Barbariacs? The, Wait, is that true? No. Oh. The, the do-heads? <laughs> I prefer Hanna-Barbarians. Um, um, yeah, I, I, th- listen, this was fucking fantastic. I will say that Velma did come across as like whiny and a bit grating at times, yeah. but there was also times where I didn't even really notice the difference between her and Mindy Cohen. Yeah, no, there wasn't a huge difference. And, and frankly, as you know, we age in the, you know, as time goes on, you can't have the same voice actors be these characters. It's kind of like the people that complain about the Muppets and um, you don't have like the original voices from like the 70s. You as, can't. As you say that, Fred is still voiced by Frank Welker, the voice from the 60s Scooby-Doo. Right. <laughs> and he was also Megatron. Yeah, and so was uh, Mindy Cohen. Uh-huh. She was also Megatron. <laughs> she was, yeah. I'm going to throw this microphone at you. <laughs> <laughs> Megatron, but I'm still irritated by it. Um, Two fucking episodes I didn't fucking deal with that fucking bullshit. <laughs> That's right. There was the lost episode of Scooby-Doo. Yes, featuring a pup named Scooby-Doo. Oh. Um, I wanted to go over the storyline for the movie just so that we, we can kind of ha- know what our listeners are going into. Okay. Uh, 
It's pedal to the metal as Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, and the gang team up with the superstars of WWE in this high-octane original movie. When Scooby and Mystery Inc. visit an off-road racing competition, it's not long before strange events start to occur. A mysterious phantom racer, known only as Inferno, is causing chaos and determined to sabotage the race. It's up to Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, and their new driving partner, The Undertaker, to save the race and solve the mystery. Along with other WWE superstars such as Triple H, Paige, and Sheamus, it's time to start your engine and your appetite because Scooby-Doo and WWE are chasing down adventure and laughs just for you. Uh, We also must mention that there is very little... If at all, wrestling. They're, most of the wrestling <laughs> is done on top of uh, moving yeah. cars. Right. So this probably has the least amount of wrestling since Countdown. <laughs> but still more than Countdown. <laughs> That's true. Um, but, and they also it has the same amount of car chases as uh, Countdown. Right. Because, I mean, well, the majority of this movie takes place at Muscle Moto, Moto X Off-Road Racing. And the uh, the channel with this uh, special TV executive that's running the entire show. Now I'll tell you right now, I'd watch the shit out of this show. Yes, if they yeah. had like race cars that were fashioned after WWE superstars and racing each other. Yeah, I'd fucking watch like this. Like the wacky races, <laughs> yes. like cannonball yes. run or something Fuck for yeah. WWE. I'm surprised the network hasn't tried to do more of that. Like come I'm, up with these weird concepts. They they have them. Like I'm waiting for Steve Blackman's Dog the Bounty Hunter oh show to God. come out. If you've ever seen the trailer for that, it's amazing. It does look amazing. Steve Blackman calling people fat asses and shit and just threatening to hit women. <laughs> it's fucking great. I mean, I feel like this movie's a logical progression from the last one because you had WWE City and yeah, you had WrestleMania there, but you could really tell that Vince's grand vision is to move as far away from wrestling as possible. And he's basically just taken Fast and the Furious in the movie Death Race and merged them together into this new world. We have uh, Scooby and Shaggy trying to watch it on TV in a very <laughs> shitty reception. Right, yes. And they're like, uh, Shaggy's like, hey, I'm not Casey Kasem. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's like, hey, remember me from SLC Punk? <laughs> Scoob. Nice. And then uh, he's like, can you fix the reception? And then Scooby's trying to fix the reception, trying to get in and get it. And uh, until Shaggy opens the blinds, and they're at the fucking race. That blew me away. Uh, I I think we all popped for that. Absolutely. I, I definitely... I, I think we all enjoyed that one. It was a nice reveal, especially, like, I think when you compare it to the... Again, I'm going to compare it a lot to the first movie. Yeah. Where you you have them starting off, like, they were practicing... They are doing their wrestling moves and everything else. Yeah. And then they were introduced to the WWE world or WWE city. This time, they're right there. Yeah, they're selling food at the racetrack that they're all racing at. Here's my conspiracy theory. Ooh, go. <laughs> bum, bum, so bum. in the Here first... comes my famous conspiracy! <laughs> that was great. Good job, Lemon Jake. Thank you. Uh, so in the first Scooby-Doo movie, which you can check out on 3waytheater.com, uh, they had like these green... Exp- they were going to blow up the whole fucking arena, right? Yes. So... Yes. At the end of the episode, fucking something goes wrong. The whole fucking arena blows up, therefore destroying WWE City. Oh. Wrestling is no more. They say, what are we going to do? We're going to start Moto X. Oh. It's perfect. All right. 
So remember Monster w- Trucks back in the day where they had yeah. like, the characters and stuff? That was the yeah. best. Grave Digger. Is it, yeah. a, is it a missed opportunity not to have Big Show there in his monster truck? <gasps> yes, and he still has Hulk Hogan's <laughs> attached to the front. <laughs> like Big Show's there with seaweed on him. Oh, I love it. And there's like a fish in his pants. <laughs> I love your conspiracy theory, Mikey. Yes. Basically, wrestling was destroyed at the end this of the last This is a dystopian future where wrestling has been destroyed. And if you want to expound upon that in the Hanna-Barbera universe, they had to go to the past in the next movie to go with the Flintstones because wrestling would only be in the past. And then wrestling is only reintroduced again in the far-off future in the Jetsons. Because they're up in the wow. air and the ground has been destroyed by racetracks and <laughs> evil. <laughs> <laughs> it only makes sense that they have to live above yes. on their pedestals. Well, the entire that would mean that the entire Earth just smells like brimstone and smells like Holy rotten eggs. Sh- sulfur. sulfur, yes. <laughs> well, we cracked I, it. We yeah. got it, guys. All right. This Fuck. is a sub WWE universe that we just attached. Yeah. We just broke it all open. Yeah. It's cracked wide open. You're welcome. <laughs> so, JC, uh, can you introduce us to some of the race teams and race <laughs> racers and cars? Uh, their names. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I think uh, so. We have the Moscow Express. That was the uh, team of Lana, ravishing Russian, and uh, of course Rusev. Oh, Mush Rusev Mashka. <laughs> uh, the uh, this one I think was our favorite. The Pamplonia Especial. Yes, the team of uh, El Torito and Los Matadores and their right. giant El Torito car. I think you made it mention Jake while we were watching it that it reminded you a lot of Sin Cara yes. in the last one, but like it's a better version of that. Yeah, they definitely the writing is so much better. I feel like they knew more what they were doing with this one. Definitely. They have Hollywood writers in WWE. Why don't they use them to write their fucking scripts for movies and shit? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a good question. I don't know. Like some of the like some of the lines in this movie, the script, like the puns that are thrown out in this movie, like they were really funny. They were just random. I think like what was one Vince McMahon by Gorgeous George. That was a good one. I like um Spoiler alert. Yeah, a spoiler alert. When Undertaker, uh, they lose their, their car, and Undertaker kneels down and is very upset and says, Rust <laughs> Yeah, what in the name of Gorgeous George? What, was name of, what was another one Michael Cole said? It, it, it cracked me up. It was a great gobbledygooker. Yes. Yes, yes a gobbledy fucking gooker reference. Like, whoever scripted this, like, they really just, they... Dug deep into the like. Well, even the young Undertaker fans, the creatures of the yes. night. This was one of the coolest little visuals. Yeah, they were all dressed as different, different versions of the Undertaker. Yeah, different eras, including one kid that was in a wheelchair dressed as the biker Undertaker. Yeah, mm-hmm. how fucking cool was that? And how did he get great. those stands? <laughs> How did he get those bleachers? <laughs> he was in his chair still. <laughs> Listen, they were very. Um, this is a little bit in the future, so uh, they had clearly very, they, they had, had fucking magnet boots. Yeah, they had very good handicap well, accessible areas. I mean, it connects to eventually the Jetsons yes. as they start building that technology. Oh, it all connects together. Um, another couple, of the, uh, another teams that were competing with the Celtic Cruiser that had Seamus and Paige in it. Nope, Seamus. Seamus and Goldust. Oh, Stata. that's right. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Paige looking hot as hell as a cartoon. Like, holy shit. I believe shit. they were called the Awesome Two. Paige yes. and the Miz. Yes. Which was the return of our favorite character yeah. from the last movie. He got an audible pop when he popped up in the credits. <laughs> yeah. And the, it was like, and the Miz. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. It was great. And Paige. Yeah. yeah. 
Page looked great. Cartoon um, Page was hot as fuck. I do man. not want to gloss over Celtic <laughs> Cruiser though, Seamus. Yes. And Stardust and Goldust in one of the funniest fucking groups. It's one of the f- just the funniest visual bits and yes. writing of this whole fucking movie. Hilarious. I so feel, fucking funny. I feel like so we we talked about in the last movie, Miz kinda ended up playing the straight man to a lot of the antics going on. He kept on getting beat up. Uh Seamus definitely kind of took that role in this movie. Kind of just Stardust and Goldust <laughs> being crazy and wacky and disappearing constantly into glitter. It was so good. Just everything about Stardust and Goldust. They were like these mythical like creatures that would just it, that would be but gone not creatures in here. of the night. No, no, much different than the creatures of the night. They were just here and gone and back and forth, and they were dressed up in, in different outfits, and it was just so good. And Seamus is just trying to make sense of it all. <laughs> it's like, there's no reason for them to be a team, but yeah, why not? Seamus just wants to win a race. Right. Well, oh, spoiler, he doesn't. <laughs> I, I think the, the character, like, I feel like the best part of this movie is the fact that they just let these characters be kind of wacky characters. And they let them be themselves. Yes. Like, they didn't stray far away from these guys' actual characters. Yes, I agree. Like, it was definitely... Like, like, what, like in the first one, AJ Lee, she was just like, she could have been anyone. Yeah. Like, it could have been any girl, any whatever. Everyone in this, it felt tailor-made for them, which I appreciate. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, surprise appearance by Kofi Kingston. That was great! As the uh, kind of in-the-field reporter. And also my first suspect, is that racist? (laughs) Um, No, because I think it's made... The fact that he's one of the only wrestlers in the movie that's not a racer. Right. I think that made him very suspicious. Um, some of the other uh, combo is that racerist. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, some of the other teams competing was the Authority. That was Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. <sighs> <laughs> and uh, then what did they? Ca- so the Legend Car. Just the Legend Car. The Legend Car. Yeah. Half um, Undertaker, half Polka Dot. <laughs> polka Dot. What are you thankful for? <laughs> My <laughs> Polka Dots. <laughs> I've never said that on the podcast before. Definitely not. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, so those were our those were our cars. Um, Kofi is then introduced as kind of the, uh, the on the field reporter. Yeah, he's doing I in the sky. I in the sky. Yes, he's like surfing on a uh, drone camera yeah. that's following. It's awesome. The soothing sounds of Michael Cole are on commentary. <laughs> uh, and, Vince McMahon. Oh my! Vince McMahon is back from the last movie yeah. as kind of he first he's at the commentary table with Michael Cole and he storms off. Because he finds out that Stephanie is actually partaking in this race that she created when he had just stated that she would not. And he ended this interview. Can we talk a a couple minutes about Stephanie McMahon in this movie? Can we talk? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, darlings, can we talk? Stephanie Uh, McMahon's not a Mick nor a man. Discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, The script goes out of its way in this movie to make Stephanie McMahon the coolest and the best person in the room she wrote this movie like tommy wiseau wrote the room <laughs> she's like yeah and write how much like how she's successful in wrestling and outside of wrestling and like really cool and handsome and she's also great at fashion and, and uh, nails and um even though like like there's other millionaires she's a billionaire right yeah yeah she's totally cool and pretty and, 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 and she great. like and um if she can win every single race that'd be great and she smells so pretty yeah like yeah, like, don't worry. We're going to go over in all the races, but, like, we'll put the baby face over. 
she like oh man do you think that's like a mandate from the script like make her cool um i don't know if uh you guys remember this but a few years ago there was a controversy in the gaming world yes because gamergate uh no not uh, gamergate no. there was i it was probably between 2006 Sixty- and oh, 2000 that long ago? And, yeah 2010 wow. something like that where there was a memo that came out with the new WWE game that any any place reviewing it, any magazines reviewing it, any anyone, they could not show Triple H in a hurt or def- vulnerable or position. vulnerable <laughs> position. Yeah, really. He could not be receiving a move. He could not be on the ground. Triple H could not. He could be on top. He could be beating people, but he could not be in any hurt position. <laughs> in which. All of the gamer magazines published this memo, oh. and many of them published articles with strictly Triple H on the ground <laughs> or vulnerable. <laughs> that backfired. And I remember Game Informer specifically had a big picture of uh, Rob Van Dam with like the title. It was like, "If only real, if only dreams came true." <laughs> <laughs> this was in 2006. It was somewhere around that time. It might have been like a little before, a little bit after. So it's kind of at the, I mean, not peak Triple H, but it's definitely yeah. still he's one of the top guys. And people did not did not take that very well. You think Triple H gets too much flack? No. Not enough flack? Yes. <laughs> Aflack? Aflack. <laughs> Here's the thing. People are like, anytime there's anything bad, they're like, Vince. And anytime there's anything good, they're like, Triple H, man. He's he's going to be taken over. This is the reason. But, like, why is the bad automatically Vince, you know? And it's like, hey, this is uh, Triple H made NXT. They're fucking, and then he's like, I'm going to stand in the middle of the ring and they just rain applause down on me for 20 minutes. This is what I gave to you. It's like, all right, calm down. I think Triple H, you know, he, he promoted NXT and he helped get it off the ground. But I think a big part of that success is from one of the guys that was in this movie, Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. And I think, I mean, for me, I stopped watching NXT regularly pretty much after he passed away. I mean, sure, a lot of the original roster got called up to the to the main show, but NXT, I don't feel like, was the same after Dusty passed. A positive thing about Triple H, I would say, is despite him being from the Northeast, he's from New England, like... I feel like he's always liked NWA more, so I feel like he has a men- he leans towards yeah. uh, match quality and stuff, so that's a good thing. Like He wants to promote that stuff. I would feel a lot better about Triple H if he just either played the role as the godlike promoter that's here to save wrestling, or be the cerebral assassin right. villain. I, I because, can't stand playing both sides of the fence. Because right. You're right, because you're right, Lumberjake, because on Saturday on TakeOver, he'll come out and he'll be in the middle of the ring getting that applause the next night on the WWE pay-per-view on Sunday, he's the heel. So, and, and, it's, and he's pedigreeing Shane McMahon and beating up Braun Strowman and, like, like be one or the other, don't be both. I can't say, yeah, it's just so irritating to me. Like, And it's the same for Stephanie. Right. It's yeah. like... All these women are in the middle of the ring arguing about wrestling, and then Stephanie comes out. And is she going to be slapping high fives, or is she going to be fucking scowling? Depends on the promo that night. That's true. And it's multiple times a night. She switches which side she's on. Like, when all the women were in the ring yelling and arguing before the Royal Rumble, and she goes, we're going to have a women's Royal Rumble. And all the women that were arguing now are holding hands and Mm -hmm. hugging and fucking. I'm like, all right. You're fucking... Who gives a fuck about a Royal Rumble if everyone's hugging and smiling and fucking kissing and fucking... Like, who gives a shit, then? Yep. 
And we, the three of us. By the way, I thought that was really good. Royal Rumble, the Women's Rumble. Well, yeah, I, I was just going to say, the three of us actually finally got to kind of watch a pay per view together for the first time in a long time. We were watching the Royal Rumble at Ray up. <laughs> oh, you're going to just. Uh, oh, he's, he's going. He's doing the robot. Oh, oh no, uh, that's the moonwalk. I'm sorry. That's all right, but he's also a robot. Oh, yeah. So he's doing right. a robot moonwalk. There he goes. Ooh, look at him. He's going to the wall. Going to the. Oh, oh no, he, he just, just. All right. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but the three of us. <laughs> Three of us got to watch a pay-per-view yeah, the first we, time together. We were at Rui Patel's house, and I don't know about you guys, but for a, a good portion of that Women's Royal Rumble, I kind of wondered, Steph's trying to play like just regular commentator. Could she just insert herself into the match and like become evil super boss heel Stephanie? So again, it's one of those things where could she play both sides of the fence in the same goddamn match? I feel like that was a very possible thing. Yes. Stephanie was so timid on commentary. <laughs> She's like, oh, well, yeah, I think, though, look at her go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, it's one of those things where I would, I would much find, I would find them much more tolerable if they just did it one way or the other. You're either the evil cunt or you're the businesswoman, and same for Triple H. Yeah, like, just. It, it's confusing for the fans. Like it's like I want adulation, yet I want to also be like a, an ass kicking heel, which really shouldn't really be a thing, <laughs> right? Well, that's right. Stephanie can only get her comeuppance at WrestleMania by Triple H. By Triple H, because no other woman could possibly like no nope. get the better of her, and no other man could because she slaps the shit out of him, but they can't do nothing back. I fully expect Stephanie McMahon to defeat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I can see that. <laughs> like, head kick. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. I guess we can go back to talking about the movie. I guess we could. Hey, how about this? Uh, yeah, it's time for Lumberjake's titular song of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that that thing you did at the end. Yeah, we uh we opened up with a a, a new titular song. A sequel. It sounded like a uh, like a slowed tempo version of the first song. Well, it wasn't. I don't think it was by Not Fallout Boy this time. No, no, no. This was uh, Andy Strumner or some Stummer mm. Strummer. Yeah, he was strumming on his guitar. <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah, it was. A, I I mean, I think we all can agree it was a much better song. This was his ninth Scooby Doo movie that he's wow. Or his ninth Scooby Doo song that he's made. All right, we should go back and listen to we all sure of his songs. Should. Yeah. Um, Give it to us, Lumby. All right. Start your engines, turn the key. The starting line's the place to be. Because the gang's all here. Solve a mystery. Walk the beat, better keep the pace. Pedal to the metal till you win the race. There's nothing less, only victory. So let's go. Let's shift overdrive. Let's roll. The toughest will survive. Nice. This has been Lumberjake's titular song of the episode. Yeah. It's a great song. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, they were they were they were pretty good. And it only took us half the time to get the <laughs> lyrics than the last time. That means it only took half an hour. Yeah. Um, we what? So during this big race, the first race of the movie, the the speed demon car shows up with the inferno. Michael Cole says sells it huge. Oh my! <laughs> that sell it. Get. <laughs> this really was. That's, that's true. I wondered if they just took the sound bites from Michael Cole from Raw and put them into the movie. Like, they didn't even have to pay him twice. So, um, everyone has a reason for wanting to win this big prize. We yes. are like five seconds into the movie. <laughs> um, Dusty Rhodes wants to win a. Uh, he wants to buy a ranch for his grandkids so they can turn the three R's: roping, ranching, and wrenching. <laughs> 
I mean, I think that's nice for Dakota Reynolds to get her fun. Yeah, that's nice. I remember her. She was she was a little. She came out a little Marlena dress. Yeah, once. and she's a fox now. Is she? Yeah, she's no Noel Foley. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, everybody, you know, Miz is very conceited. We once again establish, and he he, he wants to win the race, but he just wants to be awesome. Um, well, a mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Uh, Sheamus is very intense. He just wants like. Uh, the, it's usually the goal. Celtic Pride. Like, yeah, Celtic Pride. But every, in a wrestling match, it's your goal to win the championship. In this race, their goal is to to win, to be the million-dollar prize that's established. Undertaker wants to do it for all the creatures of the night. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a big <laughs> reason why. We, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later on why he really wants to win. <laughs> it's a nice uh, third-act reveal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're introduced Can to... Can we just talk about it? All right, yeah, Maybe. fuck it, fuck it. Undertaker wants to win. <laughs> so we can open the Undertaker Comedy Theater in and co- Puppet, Puppet Jubilee. Jubilee. <laughs> oh my God! Did That's Taker's dream, man. I, this is actually Undertaker voicing him, right? Yes. And I, I think it was M- Mikey throughout the movie. Every time Undertaker spit out another, like just crazy dialogue, just say the wackiest shit. Like again, I feel like these scriptwriters were just having a good time, and they were like, "Let's just have fun with it." Let's see if we can get Taker to say this. And he does. <laughs> like we're, we're introduced to like is he a TV executive also? Yes, he's the network executive. So WWE uh, Vince Man's partnering with the TV network for Moto X. And Mikey jokingly called him uh Clarence Mason. <laughs> which is, you know, haha, he's like the guy in the suit and stuff. He's bald. Yeah. But um the way he was talking, Clarence Mason was supposed to be a take on Johnny Cochran, right? Right. Or possibly the porn star Johnny Cochrane. <laughs> right. Either or. Um, but then there was another person that was a take on Johnny Cochran, and that was one Jackie Childs from Seinfeld. Yes. Voiced by Philip Morris. Right. Who also voiced this TV executive also. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. It's all connected, brother. So uh, it wasn't too outside the realm when you said... Clarence Mason, <laughs> right. you know. They're all connected together. Um, so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the, I guess, what we can call them the red herrings of the movie. So this executive is kind of made to be, he's in it for the ratings. He yeah. wants it. And every time the, the Inferno shows up. Ratings spike. Ratings go through the roof. Yep, he's all for that. And um, he's also very suspicious later on when talking to Mystery Inc. Um, so he's one of the suspects. Another one of the suspects is Earl. Big Earl, Earl. yes, the uh, mechanic that works on all the cars and <laughs> very John Goodman esque, as you mentioned. <laughs> he looks like John Goodman, circa Revenge of the Nerds, down to the red tracksuit. <laughs> he definitely, and he sounded just like Goodman sure too. Did. He really did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he th- like I thought he looked like John Goodman until I saw Dusty Rhodes with a cane and looking like Lotso Hugs from Toy Story Three. I'm like, okay, he looks like John Goodman. Um, the fact of the matter is, Dusty's made to look like a suspect. That's right. He's yeah. taken out in the first race by the Speed Demon car. Uh, we at that point, you think that they could kill off Dusty Rhodes right there in the first reel. Yeah. Uh, he survives. He's bandaged up. He's got a cane. But for the rest of the movie, he's made to look very suspicious. But there's no cane with a K, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Oh. That's one guy I wish had returned. Yeah. I feel like he was like almost an unspoken suspect. A specter hanging overhead. Yeah, you guys were convinced that it was Kane. I thought it would be awesome if it was Because they kept talking about brimstone and yeah. shit like that. And like Kane was such a big integral part of the last movie. And we've already established uh, the, the, mo- the thing that cemented that this was a sequel in yes. my eyes was on the menu of Scooby and Shaggy's 
truck was Skinny Man's Dead Meat on a Bun. Right. Which is both of their wrestling names from the previous movie. Right. You guys were both not convinced it was a direct sequel, mm-hmm. but finally Vince, once he enlists Mystery Inc., to investigate, he references the last movie. Yes, uh, yes, I remember you guys from last time. Speaking of Vince, also a suspect. Yes, yeah. Vince is made to be a suspect. <laughs> Every time a race is going on, he mysteriously disappears. <laughs> we find out why later. And then to kind of go back to the direct, like, there's a lot of great little callbacks to the last movie. You know, Undertaker sits there and he sees Scooby and Shaggy later on at the at catering. And uh, you remember, he's a you're dead meat and skinny man. You're the ones that vanquished the ghost bear. Now, we don't really. Why did they go from skinny boy and dead meat to, to skinny, skinny man? man and dead meat? Um, I believe Shaggy thought it was degrading. I feel like he gra- he won the championship. So he went from being a boy to a man. Yes. yes. Like, Absolutely. Remember when one, two, three kid won the world title and he was the one, two, three man? That never happened. <laughs> How cool that would have been. Though. Can we Mandela no, no, that? No, because he was actually the kid when he wrestled uh, Razor Ramon, and it wasn't until after he beat him that he became the one, two, three kid. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to let that sit for a second. <laughs> you're right. I know. You're absolutely right. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying that wasn't true. Yeah. I'm saying, like, after that... We're gonna yeah. we're gonna Mandela effect this to when the one two three man won the championship from Bret Hart. Oh, that was what a Mandela effect. Yeah. Whoa. Nice. I how good was that match, Bret? That was a great match. Nineteen ninety four. Uh, yeah, ninety four, I believe. Yeah, that was a like Monday Night Raw was like a cesspool of crap during that era. So when that match happened, what a gem. Yeah, it was awesome. That was so fucking good. Mm. Kid. <laughs> So All yeah, right. so yeah, let's go back to it. Um, so uh, after Dusty's taken out, the reason why Undertaker approaches Scooby and Shaggy is to enlist them as his new partner uh, t- for the race. I thought he was like, th- I thought they were forced upon him. It feels like Taker was trying to recruit them. Like they definitely seem hesitant to it, and then I think Vince kind of sealed the deal. Yeah, but like Taker was definitely throwing out feelers. <laughs> you know, just seeing. Hey, dead meat, skinny, a man, is it? <laughs> like, just really trying to, you know, push that. He called Scooby Joe McCool. Um, I kept on writing in my notes, Miz is the best. Every drop-in he comes to, like, it's, he's just, he's a great character. I mean, says the scenes, like, it doesn't really matter if we jump around. Absolutely, bit. jump it. Um, the scene I feel like we enjoyed the most is when the Miz <laughs> was out for his... His midnight trademark jog. midnight jog, <laughs> and he's got his headphones in, and he's going, "Who is awesome? I am awesome. Who is awesome? I, I awesome. just like in the last movie." Mm-hmm. And and not then a, the not fucking a, Inferno shows up. Inferno shows up, and Miz goes, huh, "I've been attacked by monsters at midnight before, and I don't plan on uh, letting it happen again." I came to play. His <laughs> fucking theme plays. He's fucking beating up this bear. Miz is doing a good fucking job. He sure is. He's fighting back. He's doing it. He's actually doing it. And you're like, oh, this is it. He's going to get killed. Nope. <laughs> I'd love that because uh, he was such a putz in the first movie, and he was such a joke. And he was always being injured. Yes. he was just That was his whole thing. He would just get hurt and say, 
Really? But he wasn't the only one. In this movie, I don't even know if he said really. Everyone around him said really. Yeah. No, they... Uh, Another callback, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we kind of... So, Miz is out there jogging, but Inferno really comes into conflict with Scooby and Shaggy when they're getting their midnight snack. Yes. And what would what do they make? What was their sandwich? They made a delicious uh, Dagwood sandwich stacked to the sky. <laughs> and it was... <laughs> That was Nana Pave. was one uh, of my favorites. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can remember. Tuna fish. Yep. Um, chocolate sauce. Chocolate yep. sauce. Yogurt. Yep. And um, there's one more. Oh, em- empanadas? No. Enchiladas. Enchiladas. And fried onion. Ooh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> they make their midnight snack uh, because they had finished all their food in bed. Yes. So they go into the hot dog truck. Sh- Shaggy woke up out of his dead sleep like a fucking addict in a cold sweat. What I love Saying, about- I can't sleep on a half-empty stomach. Well, they were out of donuts. Well, what I love about this reveal- In KFC, apparently, with is- their striped bucket- when they pan to the scene, it starts in the boys' room. Fred's in his bed sleeping. Shaggy and Scuba are in their bed. But then it's not until a scene later when it pans over to the left and you find out the Undertaker's <laughs> in the bedroom with them, too. <laughs> in his full gear. He should have had a nightcap on, but it had a big, uh, big brim on him. I killed JC. JC's dead. Holy shit, that would have been amazing. That would have been too expensive to animate. Yeah, it was too much. But uh, So they're both awoken by the Miz fighting. In winning. In winning. But then, like, Undertaker comes smashing out of the ho- the hotel room door with Miz's music playing in the background. It's silly. It's just hysterical. And um, in one, in the least believable scene of this entire movie, the Miz successfully puts on a figure four leg lock first try. <laughs> Don't fucking believe it. Not even kinda. Um, one of the things that I noticed by this point in the movie... That was least that was less believable than John Cena being a pontoon boat in the first one. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> um, at this point in the movie, it's when I realized that this was absolutely a WWE movie and not really much of a Scooby Doo movie. Yes. Um, Velma. The critics and Fred, are grinding their teeth. <laughs> Velma and Fred uh, and Daphne are. Supporting characters at best. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be surprised if they had more than like twenty lines of dialogue. That's like, the first one was a Scooby Doo movie featuring wrestlers, and yes. this is a WWE movie featuring Scooby Doo. Yes, and it definitely felt that way. Like, yeah, Scooby and Shaggy get to be kind of main characters, but really, like Undertaker's story drives the movie. Yeah, it drives, huh? And, and, <laughs> and a lot of um. And by the way, on another one of Undertaker's wacky little fucking lines, are those McMahon mania meatballs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great. Whenever they have uh, Kofi interviewing people on like on the TV episode, there's a little sub underline what they're saying. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like Rusev and Lana are in fifth place, second to last, and Lana's yelling at Rusev, and Rusev's. Like they're fighting, and it says Berg Cold. Like, well, just like, like that. you mentioned, how AJ Lee was just kind of there in the last movie. I feel like all these characters got to have a little subplot and a reason. Like Rusev and Lana were upset they about losing. They broke up in the movie. Miz and uh, Paige, they also were. They, they were tiff. in the same cage, and they were arguing. Mm. So they they start fighting. Big fucking food fight ensues. Um, the Los Matadores wanted to fuck the shit out of Velma. They sure did. That that was really unexplored. So <laughs> <laughs> well, it was explored, just not on film. Like we didn't see that. It was yeah, a deleted yeah. scene. Deleted scene. Yeah. Um, but Velma was all about Los Matadores. Um, yeah, Paige was t- sexting everyone in the movie. Stephanie had. <laughs> 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 so, uh, <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> um, Stephanie had her arc of trying to, you know, rage against her father and like be a racer. Seamus was trying to uh, just somehow, somehow deal with Stardust <laughs> and Goldust and he everything. Couldn't handle he couldn't handle it. He could not handle it. They had all these little mini arcs that just like you know they play out in the movie, and I think that's a big part of why we all enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Like everybody, it all got a payoff at the end. Yeah, I love that they started off driving the uh, sandwich truck, and it wasn't very good. And then the big reveal at the end, mystery oh! machine. But you don't even like, holy shit, forgot about the mystery machine. I totally well, because you don't we're not watching it. a Scooby Doo movie. Right. You forget. <laughs> it was so good, just everything. And to be fair, we're barely watching a WWE movie. There's no wrestling. That's like true. this is who is this for? The food fight scene is the only bit of wrestling we really get in the movie until Taker and Inferno fight at the well, end. Well, the Miz's uh, figure for. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, also, and in that scene, uh, we are we're given a clue. We're given a clue, I guess, or maybe uh, some kind of shift that it's it could definitely possibly a WWE be. superstar because they got out of the figure four. That's true. Also, they did a body slam. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, later final yeah. race. Um, I but think yeah, but well, we're all, but we're also shown after the dust settles from that. We're we're shown Dusty peeking over the corner when the dusty settles and <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking very suspicious yeah which is yes, what he's <laughs> being ominous ever since his injury and his, for no ever reason since he got a cane and while I and why I think he could have been the culprit is because throughout the races Goldust and Stardust kept on disappearing exactly and you're yeah. like where did they go maybe they're the the yeah, inferno the, yeah I think they were another unspoken really um like they could have been the big surprise at the end. Absolutely. Like yeah. it's definitely. I think. By the way, Dusty says he's going to the pay window. Fucking great. Um, I also loved uh, Rusev and Lana's Boris and Natasha bit that they were doing for us. Got to Moose and Squirrel. I love that. They were so fantastic. Much. And um, like they fought, but then they got back together for well, Mother Russia. Everybody. Yeah. Because at first, so Lana and Paige team up. And yeah. Miz's get thrown into the car with Rusev. And then it shows that Lana's not speeding. She's going slow to allow Rusev to win the to race. To win the whole race for Mother Russia. That's because she's very loyal. And the she Moscow is. Express. The Moscow Mules. The Moscow That's Express which was a train. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Paige should have been on it. <laughs> 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 All right, you know what? Let's talk about this for a second. Let's just talk about this for a second. As we all know, Paige uh, has been a, a part of some of the leaked photos mm -hmm. that have come out, videos. Some. <laughs> all. Not just once. <laughs> Not just twice. The only victim of the fappening 2018. <laughs> um, and I feel like this movie kind of... <laughs> leans into it a little bit. Like, Paige is a little minx. She's a little <laughs> sex pot in this movie. Isn't this before all that, though? It is. Sure, yeah. But everybody in the locker room already knew. knew what a... what a, They knew. Yeah. I love Paige. I love her. She's my little English muffin. I love her. <laughs> 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 she's got all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> oh, yes, she does. We've seen them all. She's filled with English toffee. <laughs> She's got English breakfast here. Across She's her filled back. with Xavier cream cheese. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I meant cum. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do, folks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Cut well, that part out. The, just, nope. Uh, yeah, just play some music, just some background music. <laughs> Hang in there. Technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> it's just me hanging onto a bridge. <laughs> Hang in there, pavey. <laughs> Um, I ready for that Photoshop? <laughs> yep, I just started working on it. Like um, he's already got one. 
Um, the best part of this entire page subplot that we've created was <laughs> during the final race when every wrestler looks at their phone after they get a notification. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> it's just hysterical. Like, they're all... It's like... They're te- she's texting everyone to say, let's forget about the race and let's fight this this demon. But they're not showing what the text says. They're just showing everyone's reaction. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> something. Oh, it's... Botchamania, get on that. Or three-way theater, get on that. Yeah. Uh, it's like a flaccid flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds dirty. A line in a Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. <laughs> a real for real line. Again, it's a WWE movie featuring characters from Scooby-Doo. Like so good. it's it it just kind of blew my mind. Um, we have three races. We had the regular race in the beginning. We had White, the under African American <laughs> in uh, Spanish. The three races within this movie. Okay, that's true. Don't forget about British. Is that uh, a race? Another race. Yeah, All right, Mike. Nationality. All right, Mike Pava with his clawed out ear. <laughs> Ugh, it's gross. I just want to remember that in the future. I go, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, nobody else is gonna know. No. <laughs> he got his ear clawed out by a kid at school. It's gross. He looks like Cactus Mike. That's what Mikey. That's what Mikey gets for posing as a kid in school. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get caught eventually. <laughs> that cover, man bun and goatee. <laughs> my cover was blown. <laughs> he pulled out your man bun and like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Hello there, fellow students. <laughs> With this fidget spinner. <laughs> this is cool, right, kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, would be boss. <laughs> Isn't that lit AF? One hundred percent emoji. This is so epic. <laughs> um, which one of you said during the final race that you it thought was me? That, oh, <laughs> that you thought that the it ghost was, bear was, was the villain. It was me. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think Mikey said all those horrible anti-Semitic things during the last race, and I said that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you're right, Lumberjee. Wait, yeah. <laughs> but. Would that have been great if it was the ghost bear? Like, if it was him returning? He rips off his ghost human mask, and it's a ghost bear <laughs> underneath. <laughs> like, that would have been great. And also, I would have loved if Charles S. Dutton came back. And reprised his character. I would have Was he Cookie lo- or Ruby? Wasn't he? Wait. Cookie was his nephew or so son no, he or was, whatever. He was Reuben, right? Ruben. Ruben? I thought Ruben was, his, was the, the nephew. No, I thought it was the other way around. I'm pretty sure Cookie, Cookie was the adult man that was a man. That's possibly true. Um, <laughs> well, it doesn't really matter. I would have just liked for Charles S. Dutton to come back. Even as a different character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I definitely, like that, I feel like all the races were distinct enough and different that it gave some nice variety. There was the underwater race. Even though Mikey didn't care for that there was three of them, he seemed a little exasperated by the end. He's like, it was a third race? <laughs> My, Mikey, for as much as he loved this movie, he was ready for it to be over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was like, first race, it's over. Yep. And then he fell asleep. Half hour, done. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't fall asleep once. You didn't even look tired. You didn't even yawn. I was Not so even once. Yeah, Mikey was getting irritated by me and, Mikey, by me and JC talking. He's like, um... <laughs> I'm watching this. Uh, I'm going to get the usher to take you guys out of here. <laughs> you're fired. Oh, my favor, you're fired. <laughs> um, in the final race, uh, now that we see the Mystery Inc. has been refurbished into a monster truck, um, Undertaker has had enough of Inferno's shit. 
Like Inferno has taken out the all the other cars and basically dives out of the mystery ink. Everyone's tried to beat up Inferno, but he keeps chucking them back onto their own cars. Oh, that that actually reminded me of the, my favorite part when Rusev went back to save Lana. Yeah, that was that great. Was that was so sweet. sweet. Like he was in the lead and then he's like, Wait, no, and the Miz is like, No, what are you doing? That was great. That was such a nice little character moment between the two. And by the way, if I I know we we've covered the Lotso hugs, John <laughs> yes. Goodman, Dusty Rhodes thing. Right. But another thing about it, there was also a giant claw that kept coming down. Ooh, the scorpion? Very oh, yeah. Very much like Toy Story. The yeah. claw. Oh, it's that claw. <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. That was really That's good. a great voice. Thanks, great. guys. Thanks. Wait, Can you wait. do the rest of the podcast in that voice? Yeah. Oh, I changed my mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, so we're in the very beginning of the movie, we're shown that the. Uh, one of the biggest concession items at yes. DC Pretzel. Delicious and crunchy. Well, you, you know what DC stands for. You know, Dead Man's Curve. Oh, but it's not DMC Pretzels? No, it's DC Pretzels. Dead Man's one word, a la The Undertaker. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, oh. All right. There you go. Okay. You explain it. idiots. Uh, no, we're not <laughs> idiots. <laughs> Don't just don't just allow that to happen. Thank you, Mikey, for finally admitting it. I'm isolating that, and I will see you guys later. Well, we're idiots. Hold on, let me write that down. We didn't get a load of me, like Pima. You should see Mikey's little bun. I love his bun. He's a little sumo wrestler, Mike Pava. Ah, little Mike Pava. Little Mike Pava. L I L apostrophe. And like the logo is him like trying to reach the apostrophe, but he can't. <laughs> He's trying to jump up and get it. Um, props to the writers for establishing Dead Man's Curve in the very beginning of the movie, because that's coming towards the big finish in the third round. Yeah, it was a it was a Chekhov's gun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, well, uh, the pretzels aren't shaped like ordinary pretzels. No, they're, they're oh sh- wait, they're, they're sh- not. They're because sh- they look like they're shaped like pretzels. <laughs> no, they have a few extra curves in there. A few extra dead. I mean, it would just be nice for the the track makers just to admit they made the track look like a pretzel instead of the other way around. Like they're not reverse engineering it's pretzels. It's not just a pretzel. Yes, it is. A pretzel it, it was, was just like arms full. It over. was this just was... a pretzel at first until they made a point <laughs> of mentioning that they were dead man's curve pretzels, and then they had all sorts of wacky gimmicks on them. That's true. That's a weird thing. Yeah, that's true. Like they were definitely completely normal pretzels. Yes. And then the animator's like, oh, shit, why didn't we read the rest of the script before we wrote this? <laughs> Until they had to show a close-up, and it I feel like, look like a regular I feel like it's the same thing where they, in that final race, they were like, fuck, we got Daphne, we got Velma, and we got Fred, they've done nothing this whole movie. Throw them in the fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> do we have some sound clips for him? Sure do. Yeah, and can we make Fred hold the remote control and drop it constantly? <laughs> 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 fucking useless. Like, I think Fred's getting re- replacing Daphne in the least likable character. <laughs> yes. Vote for like oh my god, Daphne was still an uppity bitch, but well, that's because John Cena wasn't there. Yeah, and she was just all about uh, hanging out with Stephanie and getting that money. Yeah, it was the weird subplot of Stephanie and uh, and Daphne together. Yeah, there right. was like an HLA plot. Yeah, <laughs> hot lesbian action. <laughs> Remember that was a yes, thing? I do remember. 2002, 2003. Yeah. Too bad your three minutes are up. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Fred. So somehow Velma just randomly like. There's no actual like thought process behind this. She just assumes that the car is being remote controlled. 
Um, oh, actually, no. I guess what? When Kofi's uh, because Kofi's uh, drone thing goes out of out of control. Yeah, he got too close to the uh, speed hoverboard. Yeah, he's on hoverboard slash drone thing. He's dressed as a New Day member, but there's no other New Day members there. Right. So this. So the movie came out in 2016, which means it probably started getting written in like the beginning of 2015. I'd say before that. So New Day was it even a thing at that point? So he should have just been wearing his Jamaican stuff and yeah, yeah. kinda. Um. They so they determined that the car is being controlled remotely. So Fred's got this remote control, his universal fucking RC remote control. Right. Yes, and he drops Covered it in Vaseline. Apparently, <laughs> yes, he drops it in his lap first, and then he rolls down his goddamn window. For what reason? Like a goddamn fool, yeah. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I wish his fucking ass got caught in the engine. Oh my god! <laughs> right. And it just fly, the remote control flies out of the fucking car. Yeah, Fred also gets a weird subplot where he learns about cars overnight. He becomes a gearhead. <laughs> just <laughs> randomly. Like, and I'm a big fan of that, thanks to my love of the Fast and Furious franchise. Ugh. So I'm all about that evolution for Fred. Favorite Fast and Furious movies in order. Go. Well, we already did. Okay, Fast Not and Furious. Oh, Fast Five, uh, Fast Seven, Fast Six, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Fast and Furious 1, and then Fast and Furious 4. All right. Send your hate mail to jcmarks at hotmail.com. Tell him how That's wrong he is. T-M-A-L-E. Oh. <laughs> the best one is The Fate of the Furious. I don't really like The Fate of the Furious. I've never seen it. Anyway, I've never seen any of them. I'm not fine. a car guy. That's I'm not a car you're guy not a either. I'm lucky classic, I can even turn my car classic on. Classic gearhead <laughs> J.C. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time uh, both of our cars broke down? <laughs> oh, you <laughs> mean my 30th birthday? birthday? We talked about this? No, my 30th goddamn birthday. So the end of the world. The big 3-0. It was the end of the world. Mine was apocalypse. the best. That really was the apocalypse. December 2012. Yeah, December 21st, 2012, the Mayan Apocalypse. <laughs> Never forget. Uh, I was having a not-surprise birthday party. Right. And <laughs> Mike Pava's car broke down earlier that day, and yep. Mike Pava was not going to be able to come to my party. Or me. Well, or Lumberjake. I think, I think we all assumed that by proxy, Lumberjake was going to be there, because how else would like Jake be getting to right, the party? Right, it's true. Um, so... I said, well, I need Jake and Mikey to be at my party. It's not a party without them. Uh-huh. You're like, it's and not a party without Mike Paver. <laughs> Ain't no party like without Mike Paver. Paver. party because of Paver. Party don't stop. It's also Say not because... Ho! Ho! Say ho! Ho! It's oh, also not oh. because Mike Pava had the sound system for NCW. And they also would need to bring the sound <laughs> the for our party. party. was sitting there in silence. <laughs> Yup, it sure was. So I decided to drive uh, from my house down in Rhode Island to uh, Brockton. Uh-huh. To get the wrong Mike and Jake. thing to do. I picked them up and I said, "All right, we get an hour to get we there." Drive about twenty feet. Yeah, we make and it the- out of his driveway, down the street to the red light, and JC's bottom of his car explodes. <laughs> like my car it just, starts raining under his car. I've never yeah. seen anything like it. It was insane. Pulled off to the side of the road, and I'm like. My car's dead. My car will not work. I was able to get it back into Mikey's driveway. I called up our good friend, Didn't Rui you, Patella. I thought you left it at the gas station. Nope. I got it to Mikey's house. We got it into his driveway uh, next to his dead car. And uh, I called up our good friend, Rui Batello. <laughs> and I say, show Rui, you need to come get us. Rui's already at the party. Yeah. And you know what Rui says? They just brought out food. <laughs> We're not seeing food. I'm like, you motherfucker. That food is for my goddamn birthday. You get in your car and you drive to pick me up. That son of a bitch. Like, I don't care. 
Grab a fucking plate to go. No. Oh my god. He grabs an entire vat of fucking Chinese food. Listen, if he can't, he can't eat while he's driving because he's constantly texting or playing a fucking game <laughs> while he's driving. Fact. <laughs> and he's also now listening to three way theater while doing all those things. <laughs> while playing a game. <laughs> so two and a half hours later, we finally get to the fucking party. So the party, who's been waiting in silence for two and a half hours, have eaten the majority of Chinese food, and Steve the Turtle Winer goes drunk, drunk on, on chocolate rum balls. Rum balls. Yeah. Fucking these dessert, delicious. These dessert like munchkins that are filled with rum. They were like truffle. I balls. hated them. Can I just throw that out there? Steve had forty-two of them. Who made those? <laughs> Jessica McCock. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing right now? What's happening? We're talking about the end of the world Man. and how much of a gearhead I am. Oh God, <laughs> so good. So Fred was a gearhead. <laughs> <laughs> And he's the one that fixed up the the sandwich car, and he fixed up the mystery machine. Yeah, good old Fred. He they needed something for Fred to do because he did nothing else in this movie. They had count them one scene of investigating. They had one scene <laughs> where they are looking around at night for the tracks of for the speed demon car. Yeah, and Fred picks up mud and says, "Ooh, it stinks. It smells like eggs. It smells yeah. like rotten eggs." Because there was sulfur. It's actually they, called Brimstone. They, they made Fred a fucking moron in this movie. He's a gearhead, so he has to be a moron, right? <laughs> that's, you know, stereotypes. Yeah, I guess it's true. So let's get to the finish. Let's okay. do it. Let's do this. So uh, Undertaker beats the fucking shit out of Inferno. Yes. Um, They go off a dead man's curve. And at this, point, <laughs> at this point, uh, the parachute has already come off of the Mystery Inc. mobile. So they are going to die. Well, the night before, they had modified the uh, mobile to... Right. Well, all the trucks have uh, parachutes Parachute on them. To make it over that fucking To make it over the jump. Right. So now their parachute is gone, like, they're fucked. They're going to die. Well, you see, um, because he was working on it all night, he was very tired, mm-hmm. um, and he was going to tell The Undertaker, hey, if you need a, le- a little extra boost... Press the red button. Press but that the... was the first race. But he... No. Mm-hmm. no. That was when they were still driving the sandwich race. bar. When he was sandwich. falling asleep? Yeah. That was, that was when they were well driving the sandwich then. car. <laughs> Maybe my pivot <laughs> did fall asleep in this movie. They um, well, what they installed these grappling, grappling hooks. hooks that shot to the bottom of Triple H and Stephanie's... <laughs> That's no, 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 no. They shot into the Speed Demon. Okay, okay. Right. okay. That one right. had a parachute still. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, are, we, are off the de- we are off Dead Man's Curve here on 3 And they theater. shot into the bottom of that one's... <laughs> Thing. Undertaker were... commandeered the speed demon. Mm. And the and the extra weight of the two cars together was making it fall faster right. than Triple H and Stephanie's, which put them in first place, in second place, in first place, in second place, <laughs> right. as they swung back and forth. <laughs> but we had not seen Steph and Triple H the entire third race. They were so far off into first place that no one even yeah, thought about it. Yeah, the car was... Again being driven the car was in full control you could see triple h driving it we saw them both in the car together Mm -hmm. same time and so they see the mystery inc and the speed demon fly past them they're like what the well stephanie does well that's true she's the only one that speaks huh Mm, yeah Mm. Mm. (laughs) so they make it onto land once again and then Mystery Inc. is somehow able to win the race because they are pushed by the Speed Demon. Yes. and But not Triple H and Stephanie would never get a push. <laughs> right. right. Uh, and then Undertaker's not finished with Inferno. Undertaker wants to 
killed. Murder him. Yes. He hits him with a last ride. And I thought it was going to end there. I thought last ride, nope. it's over with. I did not think in a cartoon for kids they would actually drive a tombstone pile driver. No, they didn't. Oh, well, they cut right away, but they said well, it. Well, that's how fucking devastating it was. He picked him up for it, and then they cut away, and he tombstoned the fire out of him. He went from <laughs> red to gray. He, did. he sure fucking did. He's dead. Yeah. And uh, they're like, all right, let's solve this mystery. Rip the mask off. Well, like, and like they gave Fred, like, the cursory, like, let's see who you really are. Yeah. Um, but Velma didn't even get to do, like, and, like, they just ripped the mask off, and it's Triple, Triple H? H. What? Like, but wait, they've been in first place at every race. Correct. They've, like, they never had a problem. They were going to win the million dollars. They run the entire thing. They won two out of three races anyway, and then they basically won the fourth. Yes. Third, rather. Yes. Why so would they why? be a part of this? Exactly. If it wasn't for them using the speed demon, they would have won. Yes. Due to superior driving and like and Correct. skills and stuff. So the speed demon at the end of the day was completely unnecessary. No, he was uh, it was in detriment to them. Right. And yes, in the end, I guess their own their own hubris like hubris that's what I just said. No, you said, whoo, hoobers, whoo. That was Kofi Kingston, <laughs> oh, our okay. special guest. <laughs> um, we get a really shitty explanation to why it was Triple H and Stephanie. So like, just because. There was an inflatable Triple H. Driving the car. That they used to drive the car. Remember when they threw that inflatable Austin in when he, threw, when he drove the Zamboni in? <laughs> and someone just threw the punching bag thing in? So they have an inflatable Triple H when Austin killed him and crushed him at the car at Survivor Series? Yep, 2001. Holy shit. Yep. It was 2000. One year later? Oh. 99, 2000? Yeah, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, inflatable Triple H. Stephanie using virtual reality gloves to drive. Were they? They kind of showed like an X-ray on her actual hands. Like I thought they were black, like with green sensors. Like they were like black gloves with uh, like. I thought it was the Nintendo Power Glove that they were using. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Definitely was like a power glove. It was definitely. It, it was just one power glove. No, she had two. Did she? Yeah, and she was like, <laughs> describe what I'm doing right now. Uh, wax on and wax yeah, off. All right, okay, there you all go. Right, he wasn't waxing off, but he was definitely waxing <laughs> off. Um, but then you might ask yourself, how did Triple H fight against Inferno on the top of the car during the second race? Well, was, there was actually Triple H fighting Stephanie dressed as Inferno. Sorry, honey. I'm sorry. Make a good stuff. <laughs> really lay it in. <laughs> Do one for the jammer. Here's the question, though. Who's driving the car then? Because uh, uh, I was in the middle of a race. Uh, well, ignore that question. Yeah. Why was Vince McMahon, why were you walking away during every race? Listen, I'm going to go walk off over there. It may seem suspicious, but it's not. But why was he? Well... I wanted to sing the national anthem at the end of the big ceremony. And you know what? And the home <laughs> of the free. You know what? He nailed it. He sure yeah, fucking he did. did. And he went, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And there, and, yeah. Was, was that like was that a disappointing reveal for anybody else? That it was Triple H, yeah. Yes. Triple H and Steph. 100%. Yeah. Yes, of course it was. The only fucking worst person it could have been is fucking Hornswoggle. 
<laughs> you know what? If El Torito Unmasked revealed himself to be Hornswoggle, <laughs> I would have been into it. I would have been into it. They should um, they should have pinned down El Torito and ripped off his mask, and he was just some like Mexican guy. <laughs> it was Sin Cara. <gasps> um, I was definitely because the movie had been built up so much and we were enjoying it so much. I definitely felt a little deflated. Yeah, but uh, not not so like deflated. <laughs> Boom. Uh, by the big reveal, like it was definitely a bummer. But like everything else about the movie was great, fantastic. And, um, I was a huge fan. I definitely, definitely enjoyed this movie better than WrestleMania Mystery. Definitely, yeah. I would say it was much better. One of my that, this is one of my favorite movies that we've done. I thought this was really funny, very inside, and very great. So <laughs> I wanted to kind of maybe just gloss over a couple of these reviews that I had located while I was five I was, star reviews I was a couple of five stars and a couple of one stars okay um, I was mainly that's not usually our gimmick JC it's not our gimmick at all but like and I and I don't think it should become our gimmick but I was very entertained by some of these okay and I was looking because I was looking to see whether to get this on DVD or whether to just watch it on YouTube um, so I went to Amazon I was looking through it and then I came across a couple of these um should I do the, the, the bad ones first? Um, I'd no. say good ones yeah, first. Yeah, I agree. Good ones first? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So there were just two that I took that I really enjoyed. Um, he's not even, there's nothing written on the paper he's <laughs> ruffling. He's just doing it for dramatic effect. He's it's actually just Lumberjake's Foley work. Ah. Um, I was amazed that you could do that while you were talking. Yeah. Well, that's how good Jake is becoming yeah. his Foley work. Because you started your Foley work at the last WrestleMania mystery for Scooby-Doo. Yeah. You know. You've come a long way. Yeah. Little do people know I've actually murdered the other two guys and I'm actually throwing my voice and impersonating the other two. <laughs> Wait a second. You're saying that we're dead? We've uh, been dead for 40 years. <laughs> And Jake would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those dark kids. It's okay. Undertaker's using you guys as puppets. <laughs> By the way, oh. Undertaker uses a little Undertaker puppet. Oh, fuck. I don't want yeah. to miss that. But he takes it and he's like, How can everyone Undertaker me? He was so happy. <laughs> like, do you think Undertaker really likes puppets? Do you think he's like, I have to put this in here? <laughs> if I'm going to make me some Michelle, things. get my puppet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let me see here. So this was from C. Blakely. Uh, the title of the review was Bring Back Mindy and Stop Making Velma Overly Jealous. And this is one of the good ones? This is a five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the DVD. It had a great storyline and did a great job incorporating Mystery Inc. and what they are known for as well WWE and wrestling. I was a little nervous that the wrestling aspect wouldn't really be incorporated in the movie and nervous that the wrestling uh, the in wrestling would not be great and I was happily surprised. I took a star away. What? He which Wait. he didn't. Which he didn't. <laughs> which he didn't. He's on a six star scale. <laughs> this is a six star in his book. <laughs> I took a star away because I did not like the new voice of Velma. Bring back Mindy. She just suits the Velma character so much better. Also, I do not like this jealous girlfriend attitude she has adapted. I know most view it as a jealous friend, but to me, it is so much stronger and weirder than just losing your best friend. It needs to stop, because they are ruining the Velma character that I love. But overall, a solid movie. 
Really glad to add it to my collection. Hashtag Scooby-Doo lover for life. <laughs> Excited for the 2018 movie release. Yeah, me too. Hashtag five out of six. What? I'm taking a star away. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> All right. um, Actually, the scale goes to ten. <laughs> Uh, the other, <laughs> the other good review that I took. <laughs> this movie was perfectly okay. <laughs> Sounds like a podcast. <laughs> That's oh, this is a review for, for three-way theaters. Oops. Uh, I don't get those. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it more than the first. I think if you had a plot similar to the previous movie with a villain more like the one from this movie and have characters from both in it, especially The Undertaker, and add more elaborate fight and wrestling match scenes, then you'd have the perfect Scooby-Doo WWE crossover movie. (laughs) As is, I still like both, with this one being my favorite of the two. One thing that sticks out the most from this movie over the other, as stated before, is that this one has The Undertaker, my favorite wrestler of all time. <laughs> he talks in the same tone as he does on wrestling shows and usually does act like he usually would. No, nope. he doesn't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but in the mo- in this movie, he sometimes says things and acts like I wouldn't expect him okay. to. <laughs> but sometimes, just himself. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he just seems a little too... Well, for a lack of a better term, animated. Mm. Hey, pun intended. <laughs> Not surprising, though, since his role was originally meant for Hulk Hogan. What? That, and this is actually true. This is actually a true thing. Uh, now, there's a guy that gets animated. As for everything else, it's perfectly fine. The Scooby Gang is almost always enjoyable to see, and the wrestlers are just as goofy and fun as ever. Also, the whole wrestlers doing extreme race car theme does sound like something a crackpot like Vine McMahon would think of. (laughs) Cough, cough, XFL, cough. (laughs) Overall, I can say this movie is in many ways an improvement over the original. I actually kind of want a third film to be made in hopes they will keep improving with these films. Please bring Undertaker back, please. Dude, are Hulk Hogan and Dusty in the same car? Yes. Hulk Hogan was supposed to be in the role of Dusty Rhodes, uh, Undertaker, uh, but he was fired due to his racist comment. He was fired from WWE due to his racist comments and had to be hastily written out of the movie. Jesus Christ, that would have been, the Legends car would have made so much more sense. Right. Um, um, so those were the two good ones that I decided to uh, All right, here take. we go. Here are the bad <laughs> ones. One star review. Which, both of these reviews, the positive ones seem kind of negative as it is. This is my lowest review yet. Five <laughs> stars. Um, this is one out of five stars here. The title, Disappointed. This is about WWE and not about solving a mystery logically. Disappointed. <laughs> That's the that it? That's it. That's a good point. They were fucking logic in their mysteries. <laughs> second, second review. So bad, it makes Scrappy Do look good. Whoa. Scooby Bird. Holy shit. <laughs> Scooby Bird. Oh, all it right. makes Scooby Do look like Scooby Do. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Right. What did we learn? Uh, <laughs> um, I've learned Scooby Do fans are the most petty motherfuckers 
And even when they are reviewing something five star perfect, they have shit to fucking talk about. So it sounds like wrestling fans. Yeah, kind of like us. <laughs> um, I learned that The Miz is still awesome. Yes. Uh, I learned, and it's probably not a surprise, that El Torito fucking loves burritos. <laughs> <laughs> nice pillow work, Lumberjake. Thank you. <laughs> um, this was fun. This was fun. This, this was, was fun. a great movie. I'm so glad that we can kind of visit these animated films. I think it's a nice break in between some of the other movies that we've watched. I'd honestly say I wasn't necessarily looking forward to this after the first Scooby-Doo movie, but I mm-hmm. thought this was a great, t- great <laughs> surprise. <laughs> you got it out. You got uh, it out. All right, well, thanks uh, for uh, checking well, things uh, out. Yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and you That's can check out all of these uh, episodes that we've already done mm-hmm. on threewaytheater.com. Yep. We are uh, now on Stitcher Radio. We are on the um, uh, TuneIn tune app. app. Yep. Still on Podbean. We're on iTunes. You can check us out. You can rate, review, and subscribe to Three Way Theater. Um, all of our episodes are still available at threewaytheater.com. What's coming up next on the docket? Oh, man. So coming up, we have Best in Show coming up this month. Best in Show, we're going to be reviewing WCW Super Brawl 91, another You're welcome. interesting pick by Lumber Jake. Yeah. The, these are. I just want to let everyone know all the Best in Shows are hand-selected by me this season. They will definitely be able to tell by the end <laughs> that these were hand-picked by Lumber Jake. So next year, can I pick them? Nope. I'm oh, also going to be oh, doing it. All right. <laughs> I was going to say yes, but uh, we got overruled there. Do we have a special guest for this episode? We sure do. Who we, got, the, Jake? we have the billion-dollar baby, Todd Harris. And he was, uh, he's famous for being born in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's famous for? Wow. Infamously oh. known. Oh. So awesome. after Best in Show coming up in March, we're returning to the land of TV. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because we want to get ready for uh, Glow Season 2 is coming in the summer. So, uh, I, you know, we have so many TV episodes to go through. I figured we would do a very special episode, TWI. The TGI, TWT. TWI, TGI, TWT. Yes. Uh, we're going to go back into the old episodes. We have Step by Step. We have Family Matters. Wait, there's a Step by Step wrestling episode? Oh, yeah, there is. We're getting Sasha Mitchell back. We are getting Sasha Mitchell back. <laughs> Cousin, Cousin Cody. <laughs> Cousin Cody returns to Three Way Theater. We got um, Boy Meets World. Family Matters, yes. Step by Step. We do Fuller House. In Fuller House. Wow. And then we'll also be able to talk the about the series finale of Full House, which also has a bit of wrestling in it. Yeah, we can talk so about that briefly. It's gonna be it's gonna be a packed episode of three way theater when we're back. Fantastic. It's gonna be fun. So Fantastic. Let's, I think I think all that is said needs to be said. Yes. Well, I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumber Jake. And I'm JC. And this has been Three Way Theater. Woo! Right there, dummy. Oh.